0: April signing day means new faces to Nebraska athletics and especially for coach Fred Hoiberg's squad. So how will these new faces get Nebraska back into the Big Ten basketball picture? We've got all the answers and more on this signing day special of Husker Sports Weekly. Right, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Husker Sports Weekly, your soon to be number one source for all things Husker sports. My name is Connor Clark, and I'm joined by three soon to be Huskers just like myself, Quinn Navarra, Jarrett Mitchie, and Naren Narsiman. And we have a lot of signing day news and basketball to talk about here on the show, since it is basically the only sports news going around during this quarantine period. We'll be breaking down the newest signees for Fred Hoiberg's program, and uh, we'll be looking at how the rest of the Big Ten did with signing day, and um, how they're doing overall with recruiting uh, in general. So, just some kind of quick, quick facts for Nebraska um, heading heading into the season with recruiting wise. Um, according to twenty four seven Sports, they're ranked eighty seventh in the country, fourteenth in the Big Ten, which is good enough for last place, unfortunately. Um, bringing in two juco commits and um three transfers um and then there's a lot of big um replacements that need to be made but i think coach is doing a good job um with replacing these players um five of them left uh cam mack Deshaun burke jr hanif cheatham gervais green and matej kavas so those are big replacements that need to be made but there are a ton of good transfer talent um that's coming in for nebraska this year so Uh, So far, Hoiberg, uh, with his first kind of real year-round recruiting, um, I'd say he's been doing pretty good. Oh, for sure.
1: He's, for the first time, these are all of his guys that he's starting to implement into his next year's team instead of having Miles' guys. And honestly, I'm excited
2: with what I see. Mm -hmm. And all these guys are, like, super versatile. Like, they can play multiple positions. They can, like, they're going to play Hoiberg's offense, which is, like, A really versatile offense that can spread out the floor and shoot. And all these guys are really versatile players, which is going to be a good addition.
0: Yeah, Teddy Allen, uh, he's a transfer from Western Allen Community College, averaged 31.5 points per game last year on 51% shooting, um, also averaged 7.4 rebounds, 3.7 assists, so obviously really good stat line. Um, yes, it's coming from a Juco, so obviously that 31 points will most likely not transfer over to the Big Ten, um, but I mean, they're getting a really good player. Um, was at West Virginia and Wichita State, too. 100%. So I mean, even like um, – I, I mean, the what, Coach Hoiberg seems to be pretty high is, um, on him. The forwards are great. Um, yeah, I was, I think he was a at good uh, Teddy Allen for quite a little bit. Oh, and watching his stats for and sure.
3: I'm telling you right now. I mean, he's athletic. Teddy Allen And uh, he's a good forward. Watch. And that's what we right need. I mean, he can right stretch right the now. forward. You
1: know, so, fo- you know, bring the ball up. and going be on the wooden
0: watch. Well, right out the gate. A wooden watch player. Yep. And
2: also, like, other than that, like, you can hear all about his offense. And it's like 31 points per game average. But – He also played under under Bob Huggins' defense, which is like a big thing because Bob Huggins really press Virginia. Yes.
0: Yeah, for sure. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Wichita State is a good like, despite being in a Group of Five conference, they're still a really good program year in and year out. Um, uh, I mean, they're mm-hmm. consistent tournament team. They were most likely going to make it this year um, as well. So that's. <laughs> A very good pickup. Uh, then moving down the list here, I mean, I we I mean, I got Lattman. He uh, um, averaged 11.8 points per game last March, year. I forget what year that was. Um, former TCU players coming from played, Chipola I College. Was, but, I mean, they were ridiculous. Um, so, and I mean, this is another at, big pickup. Um, uh, Quinn, I know that you're, you're pretty high on him as well. But he's got two years of eligibility. Like I said, he gets up um, and down. He plays well. What do you got for him?
3: And who knows? I mean, I've
1: watched a little bit of his I mean, it just looks great for us. And the dude runs the floor better than any forward I've seen. When you're six nine and two oh five and you're sprinting down in transition, getting buckets left and right, you're gonna you're a pretty high major player. I mean, he played at TCU under a pretty good coach. Uh, I think his name's Dixon or something like that. He was at Pittsburgh for a little bit, but the dude averaged eleven point eight points per game, and he was dropping double doubles left and right at JUCO level. Uh, like I said, it's the JUCO level, like. Anybody can be anybody, but the dude is a true stretch four, and he's going to spread the floor for us in Nebraska, and he's, he's going to score on nights, and he's going to rebound well for us.
2: Yeah, yeah said, not only that, he's super – yeah, like he's tall and he's like skinny, but the thing is he gets double-doubles, and he's still going to get rebounds for you. So he's going to still be that interior post player that you need, but he can also stretch the floor, which is going to be huge for Fred Hoiberg's offense.
1: I think he's healthy. Honestly, I think he's good. He looked really good on film when he was at Chipola. I I saw some, I don't remember what he was really battling at TCU, but I think he's over and he's really healthy now.
0: Yeah, and just kind of looking at his stats, I agree with you, Quinn. Um, Just looking at his stats from last year, he's got a full season under his belt, too. Um, And I mean, he almost averaged 12 points a game, 46% field goal percentage, also averaged eight rebounds. Um, so, yeah, I feel like he's going to be pretty healthy coming into Nebraska. And,
1: yeah, seeing that he was the number one player out of Australia in 2017, I mean,
0: I mean just international from the national side, players, too. I mean, I mean they've been battling in the injuries at the TCU like he level, did. So Is that I'm excited to game see what find Vlad does, does for us this year. Well. Yeah. And then uh, we'll move into the Division One transfers. Uh, pretty familiar name here from the Big Ten, coming from Wisco, University of Wisconsin Madison, Kobe King. Averaged 10 points a game last year, started a little bit for the Badgers as well. So he's coming over from Wisconsin. This was a big pickup. When I first saw this, I got really excited about it. Um, As I said, he averaged 10 points a game, shot 45% from the field, averaged almost three rebounds and one and a half assists. So this is a great pickup for uh, Coach Hoiberg and his program and a really good guard, as we talked about earlier, just filling in for Cam Mack, Deshaun Burke and those guys. So this is gonna be a really big replacement piece.
1: I definitely agree. The, he's 6'4", 205, so we're going to see him playing from about 2, and if we want to go small, 2, 3, and we can see him playing the 4 a little bit if we want to go small. But when I saw him leave the team in January from Wisconsin, I did not think he was going to go to another Big Ten school, honestly. I didn't think he'd want to be around the Big Ten anymore, but the fact that Hoiberg and his staff grabbed this guy – this dude was dropping 12.6 points a game against Big Ten opponents, and the Big Ten was the best conference last year.
2: Yeah, and Hoiberg already thinks that he can work really well in the post. So like how Quinn was saying, like the small ball lineup for him, like playing the three or four, he'd be really physical and he's a super strong player, which is gonna work well too. And also Ho- Hoiberg thinks that he can be a reliable three point shooter, even though he shot 25%, just looking at his form, you can see that he, if he works on his mechanics a little bit more, he
0: can get to the level to be an elite three-point shooter. Yeah, that's going to be a big thing for Nebraska this year. Three-point no, shooting and I, wasn't know, and the just looking best at it as Well, I mean, last year as big well 10, as free throw shooting uh, so against Big Ten opponents. Last year, he averaged four points, six points because, per game, which, is, which is, is huge. I mean, that's a, a good, that like. solid was yes, And I think that'll free be very beneficial games. for us, especially um, saying that he's still moving down the list as well. We got another Kobe coming from Western Illinois University, six foot, one hundred sixty pounds. Averaged 17 points a game, uh, 41% from the field, three, 3.2 rebounds, 3.6 assists. He's got one year of eligibility left. Uh, I, I was able to watch a little bit of film on him, and I did like what I saw. Um, he was a really shifty guard. Um, he's not the tallest of guys standing at 6 foot. Um, but, I mean, he averaged 17.1s per, 17 points per game uh, at the Division One level. So that's a little more promising than seeing that at, say, the JUCO level or Division Two school. Um, so I'm pretty high on this guy. Um, I think Kobe Webster's going to make an immediate impact and it'll be fun to see what he does. You are looking at our
1: point guard next year, folks. Kobe Webster from Western Illinois, a thousand point score for Illinois. He's in the thousand point club at a D1 level and in three years in three years. The dude is averaging 17.1 points per game. What else can you ask for him? Honestly, Hoiberg's big thing this year in this recruiting class was getting scores, and he got exactly what he wanted.
2: Mm -hmm. And to add on with that, especially the experience, that plays a big factor because most of these guys haven't played tournament games, and him being a graduate transfer and having three years of starting experience is going to be big for Hoiberg's offense, and he can really be a leader for this Cornhusker team next year.
0: And arguably what I think might be the biggest pickup of the offseason uh, you could could make a case for Kobe Webster Kobe King um, but Trey McGowan's coming from Pitt 6-4 guard averaged 11 and a half points last year in the ACC um, he dropped 30 and against Florida State in his freshman year I mean the ACC it's always good year in and year out you're never gonna expect anything less from the ACC to be good so he's a really good guard. Um, again, when I saw this for the first time on social media or wherever anybody gets their news, I was extremely as well as a, I impressed with Hoiberg and how he an was able to get to this transfer because that's huge, especially you you from, from the, the ball, ACC. The and it just got me kind of excited and saying like, "Oh, wow! This program could really take a almost a one hundred and eighty turn in just a year." Um, and in Coach Hoiberg, Hoiberg's second year. I mean, this team could look totally different. You see all these different names coming in here, but just, like, record-wise and standing-wise, I mean, this might not be a a Nebraska team that will be towards the bottom, but maybe towards even the middle in just one year's time. If this, if Trey McGallans gets the waiver to play immediately, we
1: are looking at a whole new Nebraska team. This is one of the most electric players in college basketball right here, folks.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah and I and then when I was watching the Florida State game this man is so explosive he gets to the rim so quick and I just remember him he just kept kept getting and one and one after and after and like that's the reason why they upset Florida State that year
0: Yeah, and I mean, if the Big Ten keeps up with the difficulty that it has shown throughout the rest of the country, middle of the pack, Big Ten gets you into the tournament. I mean, 11 teams are going to make it to the tournament this past season if there and were to a So Big Ten, there's like no nights off, because, I mean, uh, especially even offense. in as a 20-game schedule, which is right really crazy. Right but I mean, this and, is a Nebraska team that really, I mean, change the image of Nebraska uh, basketball. Uh, can turn the game around right I mean, away, or you can turn when you think of the switch to you think football, keep the momentum, but uh, this is so going to be a big, kind of big year for Coach Hoiberg in his second year. Could, uh, so now we're going to look at some 2019 transfers that had to sit out last year, just kind of preview them, get you more familiar with them as well. First guy on our list is Delano Banton from Western Kentucky. He was a four-star recruit coming out of high school. Uh, he's from Toronto, Canada. Um, he averaged 3.4 points, 3 rebounds a game, averaged, uh and shot 40% from the field. Um, his best game was against uh, number 15, Wisconsin, in 2018-19 when he had 8 points, 13 rebounds, and 10 assists. So this is a six eight guy who's going to not necessarily score a bunch, but he's going to do the dirty work for you, rebounds, assists, and all of that.
1: We just need e- efficiency this year. We need every player that comes in to be efficient, and not bringing the team down. And honestly, I think we're looking at a really good team next year for Nebraska.
2: Yeah, you need everyone to play your role and it's gonna play a big part in your team winning. And that's like mainly the reason why we didn't win last year And that's why we're seeing so many guys transferring out of Nebraska. But, like, with all these players that we're bringing in, they bring in great leadership, great scoring. They do all the stuff that they need to, and this could be a really big turnaround for Nebraska.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with that.
3: I mean, 100% with that as well. I mean, what kind of said, the dirty work is huge. Uh, If you don't have a player who will do the dirty work, get down, you know, get the rebounds, kick it out, and, you know, get the set back going and it's just uh you're not a very good basketball team and it's good to have someone like that for us 100
0: percent yeah i completely i completely agree with you uh nara and just kind of he he's he's gotta he's gotta do what he's gotta do um efficiency is definitely a big thing um and then as you said obviously team didn't really feel too together on the floor at some points in the season um, i mean a lot of people kind of pointed out cam yeah uh specific. We, I mean, we- just we when we were talking he was more of we a selfish the, the player, which did set the team back a little bit. This, although uh, he did have a really good season. Guy. I mean, role players um, like that. It was just kind of a negative point together. for, and especially you can have the Husker program. Uh, uh, the, the next guy we have, have is Shamil well. Stevenson, also from Pitt. He was a three-star coming out of high school. Average three point eight points per game, one point eight rebounds, shot fifty-eight percent from the field. It's looking good. for Um, and I, I'm kind of excited to see how he's going to pair up with Trey McGowan's. Just considering they're coming from. same college so they were in the same system um despite being in the same system two different times but they could definitely uh develop some chemistry real quick
1: he's he's definitely be gonna be another guy that comes in for us and he's an efficient guy he's gonna shoot the ball well he's gonna rebound for us he's gonna score when needed but just an efficient guy
0: And then finally, we have uh, from 2019, that is, Derek Walker from Tennessee, also a three-star. Didn't get too much playing time at Tennessee, but he's a big guy, 6'8", 235 pounds. Um, and it's a good backup for Udra-ogo to have um, in going into his sophomore campaign. Obviously, we saw him have a really good freshman season. Um, but obviously, he's not going to be able to play all 40 minutes of every game. So it'll be good to have a backup because we, this is going to be a team that needs size. I mean, you're going up against really good bigs night in and night out in the Big Ten. It doesn't get easy, no matter who you're playing. I, agree with that as well. um, I mean, he, he looks great. Is that... you, you, need, you need the depth, and, you know, especially um, at I, the center and power forward position good, in the Big Ten. So I, I really
1: like this pickup. In this class and these transfers that are now going to be able to play, we finally have the depth, efficiency, and the potential that we need to turnaround in basketball
2: yeah and he also fits in well again with the offense like he can play that center position that small ball lineup which is going to be really
0: big yeah and um i mean when when you go against guys like say luca garza for example national player of the year candidate you're gonna you're gonna need depth especially at that position um, and I, th- that's, that's the way that this team's going to get better um, as well. I mean, you can't get out-rebounded re- out in the Big Ten. That's basically the kiss of death. Uh, you, you, you're, not, you're just playing, plain and simple. You're not going to win games if you don't get rebounds in the Big Ten. So moving on to the rest of the Big Ten, uh, we're going to go kind of from top to bottom here, ranking-wise, recruiting class in the Big Ten Conference. Uh, first off, we got Michigan, ranked 12th in the nation, And ranked first in the Big Ten, they have Hunter Dickinson, Zeb Jackson, Terrence Williams, Jace Howard, and Mike Smith, a transfer from Columbia. Um, They lose Isaiah Todd and Josh Christopher, who just committed to Arizona State, and then Isaiah Todd decommitted to go pro. So those are big losses for Michigan. I mean, they were going to have a top ten recruiting class with those two guys, but they end up losing them both in the same week, so that's that's got to be a big blow for yeah. all Michigan fans. All Michigan yeah, fans jo- are probably yep. Oh, go ahead, Aaron.
2: Oh uh, yeah, I was t- gonna talk about Josh Christopher. He was a huge loss for Michigan. Like he is a big time playmaker, and it really sucks that Arizona State got got them. But Michigan's gonna be at a loss now because that's gonna be a void for them.
1: Well, every Michigan fan was probably thinking that the Fab Five was happening again, and. Yeah. <laughs> Look what happened. Todd decides to probably go to the G League now and make about 500 k in one year, and Christopher decides to join his brother at Arizona State, and Nebraska is going to beat Michigan every single year now. I'm calling it right now. I'm going to sweep them.
0: Wouldn't that be nice? It would be amazing. That would be great. (laughs) And then moving down, Illinois, ranked second in the Big Ten, ranked 15th in the country. Uh, Coming off of a good season after a couple of years of struggling. Uh, Their commitments are Adam Miller, a four-star, Andre Curbelo, another four-star, Coleman Hawkins, a four-star, and then Austin Hutcherson, who's a transfer from Wesleyan. Uh, He's got to sit out next year due to transfer rules. They lose DJ Stewart, five-star shooting guard. He committed to Duke, and he's from Chicago, so an in-state guy lost to a Blue Blood program. Oh, I bet that hurt
1: Illinois just a little bit. Honestly, they there's so
0: much talent in Chicago yeah, that has come out that Illinois does not get. Yeah, I mean Illinois is, they're they're still kind of working their way back up to what they once were, but um, and then I O and I I'm not going to yeah, even try he, and say his last name. Yeah, something like that. I don't want to embarrass myself. Um, so and then Kobe Coburn as well, um, they're oh, going to lose him as well. So yeah, those are those big. are big losses from last year too. So recruiting mm-hmm. and NBA is not helping them out right now. And they got a
1: decent
3: reclu- recruiting class. I mean, you got three four stars and a transfer. As I've been growing up, back on the Illinois thing is uh, when I uh, when as I've been growing up, uh, you look at the five star recruits, and I feel like they usually end up at Duke from each recruiting classes from what I've seen.
0: I mean, it's kind of hard to beat Duke in that recruiting scene anyway. I mean, you got Coach K. You got five yeah, national championships. He, yeah. It's you flex it a little bit. It's you really flex really it a little bit, bit, bit and you guy, get yeah. what you want. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for sure, for sure. And then when you have one of the most historic venues in college basketball, um, it's, it's really hard to beat that. So moving down the list, Wisconsin ranked third in the Big Ten number 22 in the nation so good recruiting class for them after they somehow someway clinched a share of the Big Ten title regular season title that is um, three-way tie they've Ben Carlson a four-star power forward uh, Lauren Bowman a four-star point guard Johnny Davis three-star shooting guard Jordan Davis three-star small forward and Stephen Kroll a three-star center so I mean they they have five players two four-stars they're bringing back Brad Davidson, too, which will help out a ton. And they're coming off of a Big Ten regular season title, which many thought they would not get. So Wisconsin somehow seems to be doing it again and again, and their success will not be going away this year.
1: Well, that's Wisconsin for you is always getting guys that are – not the five stars and the really yeah. big-name four stars, but they get the average players that somehow turn out to be the best players in the conference. And Greg Gard always does a good job in recruiting since he's taken over at Wisconsin.
2: Yeah, it always seems like Wisconsin always gets, like, those three-star players, but they really develop them and they all become, like, they have, all have really good chemistry and then they become a really good team. Like, uh, I think it was 2015, the year of Frank Kaminsky. Like, I that year this. Those guys weren't, like, super high recruits, but they all played really good together. Him and that Sam was the year, Decker, yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, that was the, yeah, year, they Sam, it, that was the year they played uh, Duke in the championship, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah they beat Kentucky undefeated in the Kentucky final Kentucky.
1: Four. T- Kentucky was, like, th- what were they, like,
3: 30-something yeah. and, and, yeah. 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 the the and 0? 38-0, I think. Yeah. Was that year that the Kentucky had the uh, twin brothers, too? Uh, yeah, they, yeah had, they had the Harrison brothers, and I think Andrew Andrew. they had Carl Andrew. Anthony Towns yeah. as well. That team yeah.
0: was ridiculous. Carl's Anthony. That I'm actually a Kentucky ridiculous. fan. That was, that was a big loss. I, <laughs> I mean, I would feel bad, but Kentucky's on the, the no-no list for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> is it, they,
3: did that, so, they did get that guy from Sierra Canyon, though. Know, uh, was it BJ Boston? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he is a He, he is okay. electric. He's, oh, my God. I watched him when he was here in Minnesota, too. He was ridiculous. Yeah, he'll, he'll most likely be a wouldn't-watch player, too
0: hmm yeah. So Purdue, ranked fourth in the Big Ten, ranked 26th in the nation. They got Ethan Morton, a four-star shooting guard, uh, Jaden Ivey, a four-star shooting guard, and Zach Eddy, a three-star center. But the storyline for Purdue, despite a fourth-ranked <laughs> recruiting class and top 30 in the nation, Matt Harms is transferring, and this is news that hit the whole college basketball world as a surprise. And nobody really knows why he left. Uh, He's a dominant being in the Big Ten, over seven feet. He had a great three-year career at Purdue, and it'll be interesting to see where he goes. But this is going to hurt Purdue a lot. Yeah, I'm really really
2: big on Matt Harms because he might join Kentucky, and that'd be really big for them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited for him if he comes. He was probably most likely the best
1: player on Purdue's team last year and now they've lost him to a blue blood in the transfer and it, that's how things go and I'm glad Purdue doesn't have their best player now
0: I mean yeah it yeah, definitely helps us out he
2: was he wasn't like too great on offense wasn't a great shooter but his impact on defense oh he was a defensive anchor and he really he like no one would want to go up against him in the rim
1: Those SEC schools can have fun against (laughs) him.
0: Yeah. Well, he also might go to Gonzaga as well. That's also on his list. Yeah, I remember that too. Him and
1: Jalen Suggs is talking right now, wanting to team up at Gonzaga.
0: Yeah, Gonzaga.
2: I think Gonzaga is going to be preseason number one. They are stacked next year, and they're going to have a lot of returning. Yeah, for sure. Top
1: three is like Gonzaga, somebody in Creighton right now. For like yeah, Creighton's season, gonna be everybody. Unreal. Yeah, Creighton's
2: bringing everyone back. 100%. Yeah, I, I, I and also, Monroe's bringing, um, got a recruit, Zach Eddy, who's a 7 3 center too, and he played in IMG. And I actually got to see him in person when North played IMG. And he, in person, he is a monster.
1: <laughs> what's with, he... what's with Purdue and wanting to get 7, five, seven I three, know they like,
2: always. What's with They them? always get the centers. They always they... get the centers. Well, I don't know what's with them or something. I think that, like, I don't even know. I don't... Big man. They U. can't recruit. They can't recruit <laughs> that many guards, but they always get the good thing.
0: Man. Yeah. First was Isaac how... Haas, Matt Harms, now that this guy. So, uh, could could get ugly in the Big Ten, but who knows? <laughs> yeah. And then Caleb Swan again back in, yeah. I don't know, like four years ago, too. Yeah, he was a monster. And then moving down, their rivals right behind them, ranked fifth in the Big Ten, ranked 31st in the country. They got Anthony Leal, a four star shooting guard, uh, Jordan Geronimo, three star shoot, uh, small forward, excuse me, and Trey Galloway, a three star shooting guard. Um, they don't really have any big losses. Uh, they got a they're keeping Justin Smith which is a big one um and they they're, they'll are they probably make their way back into the tournament this year they were fighting for I think a last four they were either in the last four buys this year or in the last four in um so they're not losing too many people uh they're gaining people so I think they'll have around a 21 season I think they'll make it back to to March
1: you think they're gonna go back up to a 21 season
0: I, I think so they were at 19 that's true I'll give know. it to them my, it's gonna be close. I feel like Justin Smith is gonna have the best the best season of his career. I just feel like the Big Ten around them is just I, gonna I get better than them. That is
2: true.
3: And that could also. They're be very not free. gonna. I don't. Yeah. One hundred percent. I'm with I'm with Nara on that they'll one. Been, they'll I be. Think an they'll be better Big Ten than just all around, around that. Like I don't last think. Last year, they're nine and eleven be a in the conference. So I,
0: yeah, that really I hurt them. I expect
1: them to be the same thing. Because
0: yeah, they had a really good non conference record sort yeah, started 8 and then conference hit. And that kind of happened for a, a good handful of teams. M-
1: Michigan, too. Michigan was, weren't they number one in the country at one point last they, year? No, they got into the top, top, top
0: five they, after not being ranked. And then they, they weren't ranked. Yes.
2: Dropped. Yeah.
0: Dropped. Yeah. College basketball this past year was yeah, extremely they Yeah. They odd. went,
2: Michigan went crazy in the, I think it was the Atlantis tournament. Yeah. And they beat Gonzaga in
0: the final. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They won that. They played three top 15 opponents and in a row. top 10 after that right yeah and the, the hype train was over after they lost two out of three to them so that was yeah. that <laughs> and moving on to another Big Ten reigning champion ranked sixth among Big Ten schools ranked 36th in the nation Michigan State Tom Izzo of course going to have his name in the mix with his Michigan State team again they got uh maddie Sokoko or C- wow Soko C- excuse C- me Sokoko, C- Soko <laughs> C- o- <Co. laughs> he's a four-star center um and C- then they o- got o- a.j C- o- o- J- hoggard who's a four-star point guard um they are going to lose <laughs> cassius winston and xavier tillman most likely big losses um the bo- yeah both big losses yeah. we're, we're think, not 100% sure on xavier not. tillman yet but cassius winston was a senior this year so he will be gone um, and if Xavier, Xavier Tillman were to leave, that would definitely hurt. I feel like that would hurt,
3: but at the same time with Tom Izzo as your coach, I feel like the anchor is there, and I feel, mm-hmm. I feel like this will be, even if without of Tillman, a decent school. Tom Izzo
1: is always going to put together a really tough team. And last year they were 22-9 and 14-6 and and in the Big Ten, and I expect them to be the same thing as they were yeah. last year, honestly.
2: Is Aaron Henry leaving for the draft, or is he staying? Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure.
0: Look that because, up. Because yeah,
2: I remember Tom Izzo really incorporated incorporated him in the offense, and he was going to be a big part because he was kind of that X factor player that they needed. So that'd be a big loss too.
0: Yes, I believe he. Yeah, I believe he went to the draft. Yeah, that's going to be a huge loss. He was really that X factor for them. Yeah.
2: And then you also saw, like, but you see big development for Michigan State. Like, Rocket Watts at the beginning of the year, he was a streaky shooter. And then towards the end of the season, he was putting up 20-plus games and shooting, like, 40% in some games. And he was, he was lights out some
0: games and went off. Yeah, Rocket Watts was a definitely a big contributor to Michigan State last year. And then a name that I honestly love to see this high up in the recruiting ranks, Rutgers, ranked 7th in the Big Ten, 38th in the Nation, uh, they got cliff and i'm not even going to say that last name so i don't embarrass myself <laughs> like i did last team uh he's a four-star center <laughs> they got uh Mawatt mag um who's a three-star shooting or excuse me small forward uh dean ryber a three-star power forward and then oscar palmquist who is unranked so rucker's coming off a good season still feel bad for them that they didn't technically make the tournament this year but they're definitely headed in the right direction Oh yeah, they're eleven and
1: nine in the Big Ten, so Rutgers must be doing something, right? They must be feeding their players
2: something in order for them to win. <laughs> yeah. And being seventh in recruiting in the Big Ten, that's like huge. I did not expect that from Rutgers.
0: Yeah, the rack. They're gonna try and stay undefeated at home. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I've never seen Rutgers it's do that those well
0: sleepers. than last year.
1: They were twenty and eleven.
0: That's true. The last I've time they made the, the tournament was nineteen ninety one. So it's been a while. Yeah, I bet that yeah. felt pretty bad for them
1: getting whole college ball- rest of college basketball canceled.
0: Yeah, I mean they bad. were they were good this year too. They beat, they crushed Seton Hall. Um, they had a lot of they had a a lot of big wins at home. Obviously they were like eighteen and zero at one point at home, which was absurd. But they were terrible on the road. So yeah, man. every
1: team in the Big Ten was good at home, but while they were on the road, they couldn't do anything. Yeah, remember. that is one hundred percent
0: true. Yeah. Big Ten, Big Ten road environments. Big Ten road games. Not fun. <laughs> Those are not fun. Yeah. Minnesota is eighth in the Big Ten, ranked fifty seventh or fifty second in the nation. Excuse me. Uh, they got Jamal Moshburn Jr., a four star point guard, Matrice Mitchell, a three star center, Brandon Johnson from Western Michigan. He's immediately eligible, and Leon Robbins, a transfer from Drake, and he's a uh, pending appeal for eligibility uh big loss Jalen Suggs uh five-star point guard committed to Gonzaga was number six in the ESPN top 100 and he's from Minneapolis Minnesota so big loss there hometown kid going out to the West Coast Conference out of all places but it is Gonzaga
3: Um, I think with the Minnesota team, I watched. You know, I I tuned in a little bit last year, and uh, they had a really good, decent team. They had that kid from De La Salle who's a great shooter. I think his name's Gabe. Uh, I forget his last name. He was an all around good shooter. They have, I mean, they have a decent basketball team. So we'll see. But I feel like they'll be bottom of the pile. Yeah, I think mid-pile. it's just gonna be. I don't know. I mean, think it's, it's gonna, really gonna be like another
2: special a year for them. They might get a little bit. Anything better other than, than good, who knows?
1: If the if the Robbins kid from Drake gets his. Waiver accepted for him to play imme- immediately. I can yeah. see Minnesota being a team that can cause a little bit of chaos in the Big Ten Conference. A little dark horse. The Robbins kid was. I, I'm going to look up what he aver- averaged last year, but he was pretty dang good for Drake. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I know a lot of that. people were very surprised. Uh, a part of. Um, uh, what's that? The Missouri Valley were really surprised that he was leaving Drake.
1: Well, it's because his, his uncle is, like the uh, assistant coach up there. He's the head assistant coach up oh. there in Minnesota. Oh, I didn't know that. He averaged yeah 14, fourteen points a game with seven rebounds.
0: Yeah, he was one of the best players in the in the Valley Conference. Um, yeah, that's, that's definitely a big gain for Minnesota. And he's only a sophomore,
1: so he's got plenty of plenty of potential there.
0: Definitely. And then Ohio State is number nine, ranked 60th in the country. Uh, they got commits of UG Brown III, four-star shooting guard, Zed Key, three-star power forward, uh, Abel Porter, transfer from Utah State, immediately eligible, and Seth Town, the transfer from Harvard, the number one graduate transfer in the nation. It was between them and Duke, I believe. Huge gift for Ohio State coming off of a pretty big season <laughs> key losses dj carton to the transfer portal committed to marquette in this past week and then luther muhammad recently committed to arizona state out of the transfer portal as well but seth towns that's a that's a big get from harvard and ohio state is definitely lucky to have him i just want to see how his game translates to the big Ten
1: conference that's true that's going to be a huge difference because you're going from harvard to uh Team that has a little bit of history in Ohio State, which is a bit of a jump. <laughs> just a little bit. Hey, I'll give it to him. Harvard, Harvard, Harvard was pretty good in their conference. Well, they made a, it to a tournament
0: just about every year. They were supposed yeah. to make it. They they were going to represent the uh, Ivy League. Ivy, yep. Yeah, in the conf- in the conference, or not the conference tournament, but the NCAA tournament, because their conference tournament got canceled. It was the first one to be canceled. <laughs> Harvard's definitely an Ivy League team to look out for year in and year out. Penn State yeah. kind of finding themselves a little bit lower on the list. Uh, ranked 10th among Big Ten schools. Uh, 61st in the nation. Coming off of a pretty pretty good season, something we're not really used to seeing from Penn State. Uh, they got Dalian Johnson, a three-star shooting guard. DJ Gordon, a three-star shooting guard. Uh, Vladir Manuel, a three-star center. Caleb Dorsey, a three-star small forward. Sam Sessions, or Sessoms, excuse me, transfer from Binghamton, um, and he will sit out next year due to the transfer rules. Um, so not anything too flashy for Penn State.
1: I think we'll just see a team that's going to sit at the bottom next year, honestly. I have a feeling, that Hey, but it's always those three stars. Yeah, who... they, they're, they're just going to go next year. They're going to be role players. They're going to get minutes and just get their experience built up for the next coming years.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah Penn State had a really good year this year but I think I do agree with that Just let their players develop. Yeah,
0: no Lamar Stevens that'll hurt yeah Lamar Stevens was really big for them Iowa ranked 11th in the Big Ten 62nd in the nation um, Aaron Euliss, a 3 star point guard is a commit uh, Tony Perkins 3 star shooting guard uh, Josh Ogundele a three-star center, Keegan Murray, who is unranked, um, spent an extra year of high school at DME Academy, um, as well as Chris Murray, who is also unranked. And then we are currently uncertain whether or not Luca Garza will commit or stay uh, with the team or declare for the NBA draft. Uh, finalist for the Player of the Year award, so that'll be that'll be huge for Iowa. They're probably going to be a good team either way next year, but having Luca Garza back for another year would be enormous.
1: I hope he, I hope he goes just so Nebraska doesn't have to deal with another painful loss from him. Honestly. Absolutely. <laughs> and there I I've talked to Joshua Mudela before and <laughs> this this team is, honestly they bring back f- f- at the least four out of their five starting players. I think yeah. And then yeah. you still got it these guys that are going to come in, these recruits. But Ulyss is a really good point guard I've seen. And then yeah, I'm liking him.
2: Yeah. yeah. Aaron Ulyss is Tyler Eulis' brother, and Tyler Ulyss is a really good floor general, and he could play really good backup
0: point guard his first year. Moving on down to 12th in the Big Ten. Northwestern uh-huh. coming off of a pretty That's underwhelming floor, season. I feel like floor general point in the country. They got Ty Berry, a – three-star and Matt Nicholson a three-star center uh, so not too much going on in Evanston Illinois Northwestern coming off of
2: I actually saw Ty Berry play and he was pretty good um it was Sunrise I think he plays for Sunrise Christian I forgot the team he was playing but they were a pretty good high school team prep school too and I think he scored like 15 that game and he was pretty explosive athlete so he should be interesting to watch
1: I only have a couple things to say about Northwestern next
2: year. Bottom of the league. I agree with that. Yeah, they're
0: not I, they're not going anywhere. Yeah, just watching them a little bit cuz I've I've watched them a ton over the past 10 plus years just because they're down the street. Um but I mean they did show signs of life of what they could do with a young core. Um I mean everybody transferred on Chris Collins last year. He was set up in a terrible situation last season. So, I mean, my friends and I were kind of skeptical if they were even going to, like, win three or four games, um, especially after losing their first game to a former D2 school um, and then somehow beating Providence. And it was just a weird season. But, yeah, yeah, I definitely agree they'll be towards the bottom, if not dead last in the Big Ten. And then other than Nebraska... Ranked 13th. Um, This is a name that kind of surprised me to be this low on the the list. Um, Maryland, ranked 79th in the country. Uh, They got Marcus Dockery and uh, Aquan Smart, both three stars. And then Jarius Hamilton, a transfer from Boston College, sitting out next year. Maryland also won a share of the regular season title in the Big Ten. But usually higher up on the recruiting list. So this is kind of interesting to see.
1: Oh, Maryland, Maryland, Maryland. 24 and 7 last year and now their recruits, their national ranking for class, they're at the bottom practically in the big Ten yeah. with Nebraska. <laughs> I'm t- a Quan a- a- smart though. Watch out for that name next year. That's all I'm saying.
2: All right. Um Yeah, Maryland. I think they're they're gonna take a huge drop. They're losing Anthony Cowan and Jalen Smith, and those two, I definitely best players. I mean, I agree as well. Uh, This uh, Marcus Dockery. I remember him. He was. Am I? Can you guys hear me? I think twelve a game. Like, who's gonna? Especially in the Big Ten, you need bigs, and without him, oh, I was, I was
3: just saying. Yeah, we should try Zoom, but I was just saying, uh, Marcus Dockery. I mean, he looks like a decent role player I didn't really I I didn't see anything too special from him points wise rebound rise but I mean no matter what I mean uh, as a three-star recruit I feel like you're coming in as a decent role player to try to develop and we'll see how he does especially for the Maryland team who obviously haven't been the best and we'll see
0: all right If he's talking, I'll let him finish his thought. Just so we can include it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're all good. Maybe Zoom will work better. Yeah, that'll finish out uh, the Big Ten rankings signing day slash recruiting wise. Michigan at the top, Maryland rounding out the bottom, and then Nebraska. Obviously, we covered them for most of the episode. So that'll do it for the signing day special episode. Lots of positives for Fred Hoiberg and his program going into year two. So it'll be really interesting to see uh, what happens comes this november and see what nebraska can do and try and improve this year so thanks for tuning in you can catch us on youtube spotify and podbean follow us on twitter at husker weekly and be sure to stay tuned new episodes every single thursday um this is a special case because it's signing day but yes new episodes every single thursday thanks for tuning in and we will see you next week with more things nebraska corn huskers